Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Welcome back to another episode, and today we have a very exciting topic to share with you guys. So we conducted a one-week social experiment with a subject size of one (laughs) on (laughs) a bunch of different dating apps so that you don't have to test them out, and we'll be giving a very thorough analysis of what we thought of each app. So stay tuned for that, but first off, let's start off with our weekly recap. Um, Ming, would you like to go first? Okay, um, I feel like my weekly recap is not that exciting this week. Pretty standard. We had a lot of... Wait, was this the... Yeah, we had a lot of snow this week, so that was interesting. Um, Doing the whole crochet thing. I think the only two things that are interesting on my end are, one, I started a new K-drama. It's called Hyena, and it's on Netflix, and it's not really a... a It's not a romance drama at all, so it's kind of interesting how... um, they film more I guess it's more drama and I told Sally it was kind of like um investigative I don't know it's it's about two lawyers who have like high-end clients and they don't get along so I feel like there might be like the trope of like what is that haters to lovers or like enemies to lovers (laughs) enemies to lovers (laughs) yeah that trope I feel like that might be coming through later but right now it's just about all the cases that they're working on and how they're like tripping each other up and like trying to um, be better than one another one another and I really like it because one of the main characters is like an unconventional quote-unquote woman I guess who's like not the typical like main character for a k-drama or at least from ones I've seen where it's like romance like she's very bold she has uh like blunt short hair and she's like not afraid to like do sketchy stuff to like get ahead so that's what I've been um uh, watching and it's pretty interesting <laughs> Um, I guess besides that, I had an interesting work week, I guess. It was just very busy and I feel very, uh, productive, I guess is the word I could use. Yeah, I feel productive Mm -hmm. or I feel like fulfilled, I guess, by my work right now. Like I'm constantly giving new projects and I'm like doing new stuff and Yesterday, I found out from an email from HR that I got a raise, which was really nice to hear. And it's only like a small, like baby, like it's not even that much. It's a baby raise, but it's like one of those, we had a performance review. So I guess according with their processes, if you do well in the performance review, they're like obligated to give you a little bit of a bump. So I got a little baby Mm -hmm. raise and that was really nice Mm -hmm. to hear. So yeah. Did they tell you like why exactly you got a raise or is it like you passed the review? Yeah, like, okay, first of all, I was very surprised by it because I had my performance review with my boss like two weeks ago and she didn't mention anything and it was a good review, but like we didn't talk about raises or anything. And then yesterday the email came at like 5.05. So I just caught it like at the end of my day and it was from HR. It wasn't from my boss or anything. And it was a very generic email like letter from our CEO where he was just like thanking mm-hmm. us for our hard work and like 2020 was difficult but you did outstanding here's a little bit of bonus that sort of thing so like I don't even know the real reason honestly I feel mm-hmm. like it's probably just like process like the next step kind of thing mm-hmm. it's still nice though. yeah it is nice <laughs> wait is the heat back about- in your house oh 
oh, I forgot that happened. <laughs> yeah, it came. Um, we got a, someone to come and repair it. Um, end of very end of last week. So it was basically a whole week without heat in our house. So we're all good and toasty now. So everything's mm-hmm. kind of back to normal, I guess. Maybe that was a uh, wait. What is it called in astrology when like? Uh, retrograde Mer- mercury <laughs> retrograde mercury record- <laughs> retrograde maybe that was what was happening last week for my family but everything's calmed down now mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you linda um oh i guess a similar utilities issue so a couple days ago our house didn't have any water and my dad was like <gasps> is your, responsibility- your, neighborhood. your responsibility <laughs> to call the wssc uh and i was like okay and i called them and they said they were repairing and it will be back in like six hours. I was like, okay, cool, cool. And then I was like feeling paranoid because like the family was like, MVD, like Linda called them, everything's fine. So I was like double checking and mm-hmm. I couldn't find the water main break on the neighborhood map in the WSSC like map. <laughs> and I called them again. I was like, oh, is this kind of thing supposed to be on the map? Like, thank you so much. Like, sorry to bother you. <laughs> and they were like, uh, yes. And they're like, we'll make a note that you called. I'm like, don't make a note. Like, it's MBD. <laughs> and I'm like, what are they going to do with the note that I called? I don't know. But then I was like, I could have just walked outside and looked to see, like, down the street if they were fixing it. Why did I call them and, like, uh, make my presence known? I was, like, so <laughs> embarrassed. But why did I tell that story? Did you, <laughs> did you look outside on the street? Like, did you see anyone? Yeah, when I went on a walk you? with my mom later, I saw them. But then they were, like, oh. already gone. I kind of relate to that because that's how I am like for phone calls, especially when I was like had to do a work phone call. It's like there's so much pressure that I'm like barely retaining the information. So when I hang Mm -hmm. up and like someone asks me like, oh, how was the conversation? I like I have to call them back because I have no idea what happened. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like when you're trying so hard to focus that somehow you like don't end up retaining any of the information, (laughs) even though you're like Mm -hmm. trying to focus. Um, Yeah, I had my performance review today and mm. I don't know I feel like I'm not like performing as an employee because my boss is like I can tell you wrote it from your heart I was like <laughs> I guess and and then my boss was like I can tell that you hate capitalism I'm like what <laughs> and and she was like oh I can tell you're like kind of leftist I'm like I guess and I was like feeling stressed out and she's like it's okay I married one I was like what? So she's wait. So she's not one. <laughs> so she married a leftist. Oh, okay. But what are you writing in your performance review that shows that you're a leftist? Like, yeah, why is she pointing all this out? Um, I was like talking about capitalism and stuff, and how we had to like justify our existence in the company by all of like all of these things. I don't know what I was doing, like. Maybe it's the pandemic thing. I'm like pouring my heart out on this <laughs> performance portal, like the HR portal. <laughs> but it was like a nice conversation today. Mm-hmm. That's very different from my performance review. I just rated myself from like one to five. <laughs> oh, it was like n- numerically? That's scary. Yeah, there, there was like a little bit of space for feedback. But yeah, I did not go on a rant. I just rated myself. <laughs> called it a Maybe day. next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that all for your week? <laughs> yes, I think. Sally? Uh, 
I feel like I don't have much to update on either. But since you guys brought up these topics, I'll also add my own stories. So <laughs> like when you were talking about how you had to like call the people to fix something and they realized that we we're fixing it. Like I had a similar experience with like one of my work laptops it hasn't been turning on for the past few months. And I just like never got to like opening a service ticket for it. And then I finally opened a service ticket by like emailing them, the help desk. And they're like, have you tried holding the power button for a long time and then pressing it again shortly? <laughs> and I tried it out and it it turned on. <laughs> so I felt like an idiot after that. And I was like, oh, thanks. And they, they were like, we're closing wow. the ticket right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that happened. And then... Mm. Wait, um, Sally. Okay, oh so God. on terms of dramas. Huh? What? Oh, I was going to interject that they're sending my a battery to my house to fix my computer too. So hopefully it'll be like that easy. <laughs> yeah, I hope. We have to fix your mm -hmm. own computer. Okay, yeah, because they look. wanted to send someone to my house. <laughs> oh, and they're coming physically no. to your house? Oh. Mm -hmm. oh. Okay, well, let us know how that happens. How that works out. <laughs> Okay, moving on. So the next <laughs> update I have is the Korean dramas, of course. I feel like it's been a while since I mm -hmm. gave a drama update, but I've been watching uh, Run On and True Beauty, which were airing until this week or the last week, and they just ended. So I guess I'll give a mini review on the two series, even though I never, I haven't even finished True Beauty to the end, but it's okay. I'll finish it eventually. Okay, mm -hmm. so True Beauty, it's like a drama that based, that's based on a webtoon and i think i mentioned this webtoon before in this podcast but it's basically about this girl who like um transforms her face using makeup so she looks pretty um at school but like in the past she was bullied because she looked ugly and kind of like so in the webtoon it was like more interesting because or at the beginning it was more interesting because he could see how I don't know her she like gains confidence from her makeup and like she gains friends and stuff like that after transferring to a new school but then uh, I feel like both in the webtoon and the drama like the after the initial like fresh concept of this idea it was so it felt so shallow because everything was just like look about lookism and then the main character mm -hmm. at least in the webtoon the main character still hasn't grown out of her like self-hate for her natural face and but in the drama it's a little bit better because she like grows to she learns to like accept who she is and stuff like that and I don't know but the drama was, was very different from the webtoon in a lot of aspects like some scenes like this character had this scene and then the other character like had the other scene and then but anyways in the <laughs> Basically, in both versions, there's like these two guys that are coming after this girl. And in the webtoon, I was rooting for this guy, Suho, who's like the main lead. So I think. Suho? <laughs> oh my gosh. And, but then the drama, it's like the complete opposite. Like, Suho is so boring. And I, I like the other guy way better. Sojun way better. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like the drama is like a completely different entity than the webtoon for me. But I think it was worth watching for what it was. It was funny. Mm -hmm. And then the second drama I watched was Run On, which like had this scene. They were like obsessed with E.T. in that drama. So they kept doing the thing <laughs> where the fingers like touch each other. Oh, that was the scene from. <laughs> yeah. And but yeah, I really like that drama. It's like a slice of life. And like the mm -hmm. two main couples were really cute. And 
nothing really major happened throughout the series. Like there wasn't a huge conflict and then like huge resolution at the end, but it was just nice and like relaxing to watch this drama. So I highly recommend it. Sally, okay. do you always uh, like watch the drama after you've like read a webtoon? Like, do you try to to consume both, I guess, or like compare both? Yeah. Well, I just happen to have read this webtoon. Most, mm. like, there's a lot of other dramas that are based off of webtoons, but yeah, I won't go, my, go out of my way to read the webtoon if I just wanted to watch the drama. And a lot of them might not be translated either, but True Beauty was one of the translated ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> next section bison candle co is a small asian american owned business that hand pours and hand presses each and every candle based out of wilmington delaware brandon started this passion project as a way to reconnect with his chinese heritage brandon custom blends fragrances for his candles to replicate nostalgic scents he grew up loving in an asian american home such as white rabbit candy, lychee red tea, and even white flower oil. Bison Candle Company uses only soy wax in their candles after finding out that most big label candle brands use paraffin wax, which actually produces toxins once lit. To reduce waste, Brandon uses recycled and reusable material for packaging. You can use the code MOVINGBISON, that's M-O-V-I-N-G-B-A-I-S-U-N, to take 10% off your total order. Follow them on Instagram at Bison Candle Co. and visit them online at bisoncandleco.com. Okay, if you are listening to this on the Monday that it comes out, then Valentine's Day has come and gone for this year. So unfortunately, this episode is not going to be about finding your true love or Valentine, but instead it's going to be for all you single people out there who perhaps were a little lonely this Valentine's Day, or just are curious to hear more about all these different apps that have been coming out and that have been talked about. So we did the work for you. And we spent an entire week um, using these apps and trying to go through them like as if we were actually trying to find a partner. Um, in my case, I already have a partner, but you know, I'm still gonna go ahead and rate them. And we're going to rate them according to our nice little official grading rubric which I can like break down for you so you can follow along and maybe we'll have this up on our uh, blog so if you do want to rate it with us you can share your ratings of how you think the apps deserve to be rated but the first category is for aesthetic and visual design so I would say this is like I don't know if you guys agree but this is probably more on the like lower end of importance which we always want a nice looking app, especially now in like 2021, like we expect really clean looking designs and really uh, nice features and nice looks. So that is uh, one category. And this is uh, rated from one to five, five being the highest or the best. And then we'll add up all the points at the end. The second category is usability and unique features. So um the buttons that they have, the different ways you can sort people or you can like a rank or um, I don't know what do you call it? like search for like people. Filter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, filter <laughs> the different features that they have for that and the different ways you can send an extra bit of, I don't know, like on Hinge, you can send like a rose or something, you know, all those little built in mm -hmm. kind of unique features. We'll also be rating them on that. 
The third category is quality of matches. And obviously this one is a little bit uh, more biased and it could vary depending on who's using it. But we're trying to think about like the quality of these people, which is also maybe not the <laughs> most unbiased thing to rank them on. But the quality of our matches, did we have good conversations? Did we have any conversations at all? That sort of thing. And then the final category kind of bleeds into the third one, but it's potential for long-term relationships or the purpose of the app. And again, this one can vary depending on the user, but I think you generally have a um, idea of what you're kind of looking for when you go on these apps. Like we all know by now that Tinder is more for maybe short-term kind of hookup flings, not as likely to find long-term matches, but you know, again, it can vary by user. So we're going to rate all of these categories one to five and then add up the points out of 20 and then we'll have our rankings. I guess before I get into the app, just like an author's note that, I don't know, this is not a a perfect process by any means because there's so many layers to when you're going in it. Like I'm going in it with the mentality that we're going to talk about it later on the podcast. And then we're talking mm-hmm. about it on podcast because it might help other people who are also interested um and I don't know like when is a good time to like put this in but also thinking about how like romantic relationships are like so rewarded in society and so like centralized in society that we have all these apps and I guess just framing it as all relationships are valuable and special and we're doing this for for fun for like this listicles format because going after I guess love and partnership it just feels so like disconnected I guess um so I don't know how like in depth we're gonna get in this but hopefully it will be helpful um so before we get started going into the different apps uh, maybe we should explain that we chose these apps because we wanted to have a variety of unique ones, ones we've never used before, and then some of the tried and true ones <laughs> that we have all maybe used at some point. So, um, Sally, do you want to introduce the first app you used or what yeah. you thought of it? So the first app that I tried out was a more obscure app, I guess, but it's called Christian Mangle. And it's <laughs> Like, as the name suggests, it's for Christians trying to find other Christians. <laughs> so because of this um, very, like, niche, I guess, population that they're targeting, they have some pretty specific questions about, like, not even just the religion, but they have, like, so when I was setting out the profile, they have, you have to put in your marital status, uh, religion, church attendance, like, how oh. often, and then whether you have kids or want kids, and, like, level of education. They really ask for a lot of information. And then they also, I like this feature about the profile is you could in, choose like some of your interests. So they have like categories like sports, arts, um, like random activities, music, travel, etc. And you can choose which ca- categories that you like within them. But although I said I like this feature, I think that the choices that they have were very like white targeted and mm-hmm. Like very mainstream. Like they don't mm-hmm. really have any obscure stuff. Like they don't not they don't have pottery. Is one of my interests. <laughs> they don't have K-pop, K dramas. Like, but it's fine. I just put in board games. Um, 
And then they have like, they also have a relationship type that you're looking for, which is something I also like. Mm. You could say whether you wanted like a friend slash activity partner, long-term relationship, marriage or marriage and kids. Oh, dang. <laughs> and so, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I liked another feature I like. So this is going into, okay, maybe I'll go by the rubric first. So um, after you set up the profile, the, by the way, the profile was pretty easy to set up. Um, and then you can add in extra filters for people after the fact. Um, but just getting started, it was pretty fast. So the first thing on a rubric is the aesthetics slash visual design. And I think overall, it's like, it's not bad, but I don't love it. It's just very, it's very clean. Um, it has like different layouts, which I'll get into later in the use in the unique features part. but. I think it has a very clean design and then it's not like there there's one view where you can see all the profiles at once and it doesn't it kind of looks like a Pinterest board <laughs> in a sense <laughs> but it doesn't look too cluttered. Okay, so the next thing is the usability and um I think I liked how it has like different tabs for how you want to see the profiles that are coming up. So in the main page, you have like a new tab, which is like, like I said before, the Pinterest board layout. And then you can also search them or you can also view the profiles by who's online, um, who's like the closest to you by distance. And then the match percent. And finally, the lookbook in the lookbook is more like Tinder style where you're swiping um, like interested or not interested in someone. So I like all these different options on how you want to view the profile. But there's a catch to this. Well, not catch, but at least for me, I don't know. It might just be my experience. But so <laughs> I set my location to Markham, Canada, because what? I don't want to find anyone around here. <laughs> okay. And there was like, I kept seeing the same like 10 people on my page. So even if I was sorting them different ways, it was just the same 10 people showing up. <laughs> why, Sally? <laughs> I mean, there's still people in Markham. I just, I don't know. Why Markham? And I've been there in. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted somewhere far away from here. I don't <laughs> see anyone I know. Um, and, but I think overall, like if you're getting matches, maybe, um, maybe just not a lot of people are using this app, which is why, mm. which is why I didn't get them any profiles on my dashboard but yeah i think if you're in an area where more people are using it then it would be a nice app for those looking for other christians wait i I think a lot of people yeah go ahead i have a question uh related back to i guess the the number of people using it because i think when we added this app to the list one it was because uh you're a christian you go to church so you seemed to be like the the best person to test this one all but also i think i or i don't know who suggested it but i considered this one like a not a joke but like it's so specific that i feel like a lot of people sometimes make fun of it kind of like um mm-hmm. what's the, like farmer the farmer's one, like, one. Yeah, yeah 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 like there's a farmer's there's a farmer one. dating app and so it's like something super specific but maybe mm-hmm. this goes back to the section or category four which you can answer later but 
did you feel like people were on there for like legitimately like I'm very Christian and I'm just trying to find yeah my Christian love? I was love? gonna go into that. Okay. I think these people on this app are actually like very serious about their Christianity. 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 And there are like a good number of people that I saw that were in it for marriage and kids, which is wow. very interesting. Mm. <laughs> um, but also, I think the people on here, at least that they were showing me, are pretty old. Like, did you filter for age? Well, yeah. I did filter by age, but I'm not really getting that many of the younger spectrum of age. Mm. Most of them are older. And before I filtered for age, I got like all old white men. <laughs> mm. So that was I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> did you talk yeah. to anyone? Um, No. I think I only had two, one or two matches. Oh, I had seven people like me, Ooh. but I went through them and only, I, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> so it's the same thing where like you can see when they like you and then you have like the option to message them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like hinge in that sense where you can see, mm -hmm. like you can already see their profiles when they like you, but then you can choose whether or not to engage. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. How would you? Oh, and another thing. Keep oh, going. Sorry. Another thing about it is when you see like which matches that are, like people liked you, there's no um like X or accept. There's, there's no like swiping on these. Yeah, they literally make you scroll all the way down to the end of their profile and then say "see next match." Oh. So it's like very, I guess it's very polite in that sense, but also <laughs> you can't be like, "No, I don't want this person." Yeah. So they stay on your page. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How would you okay. rank all the or the categories from one to five if you just okay. like go down the list? Yeah. Okay. So aesthetic. Uh, I'll rate it like three. It was like average. <laughs> Usability. Um, I'll give it a five because I, I like the the interface. And quality of matches. I'll give it a two because there weren't that many <laughs> options, at least for me. Um, potential for long-term relationships. I think that's a, I mean, according to what I saw these people put on their profiles, I think that's like four or five. Mm -hmm. So I'll put 4.5. Um, <laughs> I forget what I said. How did, can you add it up for me? <laughs> you said three, uh, five. Three, five, two, two. 4.5. So... 14.5 is my total out of 20 okay out okay, of 20 that's, yeah that's a good middle like, ground i think like a c yeah <laughs> a c <That's> cool. <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious like um the fact that you can like say that you're ready for kids in marriage i'm interested to know if like that's just because that's the people they're just interested in kids in marriage or if it's because like mm -hmm. if it has to do something with christianity and like uh, typically when you think of people who are like waiting till marriage or like look, date or we always talk about how our friends who have gotten married young are typically Christian. So I wonder if that has to do with it because that's such a unique um, thing to like label yourself as on a dating app, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, though. I think mm -hmm. most Christians are like waiting for their lifelong partner and then <laughs> they want to settle down as soon as possible. <laughs> 
Oh, I guess we should have had a category that's like, would you actually use this? Like, use Sally as mm. a Christian I would single not. woman. <laughs> I feel like it's too niche for, even for like people who are Christian, mm. it's so niche to just narrow down to one like category of people. And I don't think all Christians, like a lot of Christians are not on this. It's just like a specific portion of Christians that are on this app. I think also... I mean, I don't know if this is true generally, but in the people that I know, I think a lot of Christians want to meet their partner organically rather than on the apps. I don't really hear like my Christian mm. friends talking about using apps. So mm. I don't know. They want to meet someone at church the more, more direct <laughs> Yeah, way. someone from church or like youth group or whatever. So mm. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Lena, do you want to talk about the next one? Um, yeah. All right, so Coffee Meets Bagel, I think Ming recommended this to me when we were <laughs> picking out apps. Wait, Ming, oh my gosh, doesn't this remind you of like the Kickstarter thing we did? How we had to rank the the things? Oh gosh. Uh, the yeah. MLM. It wasn't an MLM. <laughs> <laughs> it was just we okay. had to like uh, rate Kickstarter campaigns. So yeah, this is like the similar feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts? on all right so going down the rubric um okay oh my gosh also i saw a tiktok recently and it was saying how like of course you did you like choose to have a crush on someone like it's just performative basically you're like convincing yourself to have a crush Mm -hmm. on that person and i feel like that's like especially exemplified when you're looking at people because you're trying to persuade yourself to are like are they appealing so you're technically going mm-hmm. through a rubric like mentally or mm-hmm. like psychologically anyway um okay so aesthetics there's too many words on the page <laughs> i think maybe because like back in the day we were using tinder and it was literally just like a photo and like an x and a uh mm-hmm. what is it like a check mark so i was like this is too much information but the color scheme is dark dark blue and white and aesthetic and visual design, there's like a dashboard, I think similar to what Sally was describing. Um, so you have like multiple streams of people that you can browse. <laughs> that sounds so weird. But there's like suggested, <laughs> which is like um, a certain number of people that you have to like accept or deny based on like before the time runs out every day. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a limited pool of people. And then there's like the likes you. What happens if you pass the time limit? Then they they like disappear. disappear. Yeah. They might come back though. I'm not sure. And then there's like the likes you category. And okay, they like uh, tempt you with this number. And like on the thing, there's an alert. It's like 99 plus people. I'm like, that's so scary. Like 99 plus people are like looking at you. But they only show you like uh, eight at once. So you had to like clean up those eight every day before you can see the mm. rest of the 99 people. <laughs> um, and what else is there? Um, there's like discover too, which is another way you can see people. And those are like people who haven't liked you. Oh no, they have. So there's a portion of people who liked you and people who like haven't liked you or like haven't seen you yet. And then for chats, so... If you, like, match with a person, they have, like, an automated response, kind of like a voicemail. And it's, like, 
this person said, like, how was your weekend? And then you can respond, but it's not them typing out. It's like a pre-programmed response <laughs> when people match what? with you. So I'm like, how? I don't want to reply so to this if you didn't. If it's like a generic thing you send to everyone, you know. Okay, and that's as far as I got for in terms of mm-hmm. using it. So, oh, quality of matches. I feel like everyone here is like super professional and like very, I don't know, like successful. I don't know if that's the right word mm-hmm. to put it, but are there profiles uh, like? Their LinkedIn photos. Yeah, it's very like job focused and like Mm -hmm. I'm so career driven and like Mm. I'm so active and then I run every day, stuff like that. So, um, and pictures are very high quality. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe because this app is for maybe not like the the name of the app. Oh, yeah, Coffee Meets Bagel. So, are you the coffee or are you the bagel? I don't know. <laughs> okay, numerically. Um, aesthetics, I would say three. Visual design, usability, and unique features. I think I would say four just because of like how many like potential ways you can engage with it because there's so many different tabs you can see people on and mm. every, every stream has like a different like benefit. Um, or like Wait, a differentiation. Can you the streams again? So the first stream is your suggesteds. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all people who have liked you. Mm-hmm. And then the next stream is like the likes you. And it's like uh, pulling okay. from that pool. But I guess it's not it's as like narrowing specific. narrowing it down. Yeah, as the suggested ones. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the discover, which is like a mix of both ones who have liked you and ones who mm-hmm. have not. And then... Yeah, those are the three streams. And then, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is a super scary number. Um, oh shit, I clicked premium? No, no, no. <laughs> oh wait, that was another thing I wanted to talk about. It's like on Christian Mingle, they keep trying to bait you to buying the full version. Mm-hmm. Like every other page, some pop-up will come up and be like, you need to buy the full version to access all these features. And then you just go all the way to the bottom to this tiny button that says, no, I don't want to buy that <laughs> premium. Were any of the features like interesting at all? Or was it just like, it was so annoying that you like, that was how um, they would I, get you to buy it? I don't think there were like that important features. I think most of them were more for like filtering out people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how you want people to view you and stuff like that like whether you can view people's profile without leaving a mark like without showing that you view their profile stuff like that but i don't think it it was like really essential features hmm. mm-hmm. yeah they have that little bit for coffee meets bagel too they have this intriguing number on like the top corner and it says 1313 and i'm guessing that's the full number of people who have liked you because it's 99 plus right and what the fuck because like my location isn't even that big but then when i click on it suddenly it goes to premium and it goes to the app store immediately so i'm like (laughs) oh wow what does it mean yeah but like what else could that number be like 1313 i guess you have to buy it yeah (laughs) interesting Mm-hmm. What oh, would potential you, uh, for yeah 
uh, potential for a long-term relationship and purpose. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people here are looking for long-term relationship or marriage because they ask you that too, like how Sally said. Mm. Um, so I'm guessing they show you people who are also interested in the same thing. But yeah, pretty high. Mm-hmm. Did Wait, you when- see a lot of people put it on mm-hmm. as like they wanted to look for a long-term relationship or did they... Did you like notice a trend in the profiles? Mm, no, usually people don't write it somewhere in their um, profile, but it's like a hidden setting maybe. Maybe that's like a paid feature oh. that you can see. <laughs> hmm. Linda, what, what would you what um, total it out of 20? We don't have to go through the individual oh, rankings, yeah, yeah. but... I don't know, 20? I don't know, like 15? <laughs> it has so potential, but mm-hmm. it's not like appealing in the mainstream, like, like a psyche of dating mm-hmm. apps. Um, mm-hmm. but what do you think it's lacking from the mainstream? Because uh, uh, the users? Yeah, also the text is so tiny and there's so many words on the page. <laughs> what is the like, text? Like describing themselves or answering prompts? Yeah, they're both. And it's like height, ethnicity, religion, job, employer, education, smoking, kids, family plans, like a whole thing. Yeah. Like what are you going to talk about when you meet? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was thinking when you were talking about, um, I guess, bringing up the the point that you made earlier before you started uh, rating the app when you were talking about how there with the apps there's like such an emphasis of course on romantic um dating uh, finding romantic relationships but then that got me thinking like when both of you were talking about the different views it's so interesting how we use an app like the whole purpose of an app is to find like people quickly or find people without having to go out and like actually like mingle and like meet strangers in person you can just do it from the comfort of your own home but then the apps also like with the different views they're trying to show you they're trying to almost replicate the feeling of like seeing someone in person like when you were talking about uh i think it was you sally when you were talking about how christian mingle app like puts a time limit on it and i think bumble does this too but there's like a time limit of how long before they disappear it's like similar mm-hmm. to how oh, like was oh it was Linda's nice. Linda's coffee meets bagel yeah mm-hmm. it's like similar to the idea of like if you were to meet someone there's only like a little bit of time before like you might never see them again or maybe mm-hmm. you know they're trying to like replicate real life situations with apps and then I was thinking about that when you were talking about the different ways you can view people like view people versus on different channels or like with the Pinterest board mm-hmm. kind of view and it's just I don't know. It's so interesting how we, we're using technology to kind of replicate real life scenarios, but like when we could just be in real life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one thing I don't like about online dating apps, though, is that like the f- filtering function and also putting down your interests, I think, kind of narrows down what kind of people you meet because, of course, you're going to put down people that are similar to you. But mm-hmm. then in real life, when you're meeting people, like you're just going to see a person and meet them and find out what they're like without having like a preconceived notion of what they're like. And I think if you're seeing like their interests already up front and then you you think that they're different from yours, you already know that they're not going to be compatible. Whereas in real life, it could 
you could be compatible. You just have different interests. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's one thing I don't like about online dating. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, you can't have an enemies to lovers like, <laughs> storyline on dating apps because like, you're not going to make enemies on the dating app. Like if I, if I don't mm-hmm. like you, I'm just like not going to continue talking to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that goes back to what you were saying, Linda, earlier, where like being on dating apps makes it like such a conscious, like you already have to have it in your mind who you're looking for kind of. Mm-hmm. And mm. I don't know, it's, it's it's weird. It's like you're going shopping, like you have a, like a list of <laughs> items you want to buy, and but we're applying it to humans, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think that's something that all the apps have in common, obviously, because they're all doing the same thing, whether it be for Christians or any other type of different groups of people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Ming has a specific group of people, a targeted yeah, group I, of people. <laughs> I guess that's a good segue into this app, which is similar to Christian Mingle in that it like it has a very specific audience it's targeting, which we can talk about this after I go through the rating too, because I, I would like to know uh, your thoughts on apps that like specifically target specific races or religions or whatever because we talked about this earlier when we were planning this out but it's kind of similar to like asian interest orgs or like like (laughs) who's allowed on who's excluded that sort of thing but anyway um so the app that i had for this week also was east meets east meet east which is an asian like interest it's for asian dating um and the app is actually called EME, so East Meet East Hive. So I, I don't know why it's called a hive, hive. but um, okay, I'm going to go into this app pretty hard because I do not like it at all. Um, if we go through the categories automatically, like for aesthetic and visual design, it is not that cute. Um, it's very <laughs> overwhelming because when you first, op- okay, after you create your profile and you first open it up, it's like, First of all, they have like a a list of like live videos, which was so weird because I've never seen that on a dating app before. And I was really like concerned that if I would click on it, it would be some like soft porn or something like that. Like, I don't know what I was clicking into for a live video, but mm-hmm. I clicked into one and it was just a girl like it was just like an Instagram live. She was just talking about her day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. If, I, I don't understand the purpose to have it on a dating app. Like, are you supposed to like... Is it like, like Clubhouse get... where you can listen in on them? <laughs> yeah, but with video. So it's, oh, maybe, it's literally yeah. like Insta- Instagram Live where you're just... Someone is recording themselves live and you can like mm-hmm. add comments and stuff like that and interact with them. But I don't know how that's supposed to facilitate relationships and dating if there's like so many people that can mm-hmm. view them. But anyway, there's like mm-hmm. a whole stream of them at the top. It's very eye-catching. <laughs> And then below that, it has your, like, Sally, your, like, Pinterest board of, like, potential mm-hmm. matches or, you know, it just gives their photo and a, their name and their age. And they have – I'm seeing, like, the same – like, I've opened this maybe, like, 10 times this week, and I'm seeing, seeing the exact same people. Like, not even – like, I've refreshed, and it's the same people on the front, <laughs> and the photo quality is very poor. Like, I, I know for sure that I, I uploaded a good photo – like it showed up well on the other apps that I did but it's like so grainy on this app so I don't know I don't know what it's doing to it um is it the same for other people too yeah like all their photos are like super grainy and it's kind of everyone looks ugly honestly 
<laughs> and I think it's just the photo quality because it's so pixelated. It's like mm-hmm. not good, but it's your typical like swipe and you can scroll and see more information. But what I did think was interesting, I guess, and this can go into usability and unique features was that when you set up your account and also what you filter by is you can tell that it's an Asian specific app because for ethnicity, it gives like a whole list of ethnicities that you typically wouldn't see in your traditional uh, general app, like Asian, Mm -hmm. you know, white, black, Hispanic. But Mm -hmm. with this, it goes really into the different, like you can, they even have Taiwanese, Thai, Vietnamese, South Asian. They have Native American, multiracial Asian, multiracial non-Asian, like Malaysian, Japanese, Indonesian, Hmong, like they they have very specific groups that you can choose from. So I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of nice to see because we always talk about how like Asians aren't a monolith. So you can get very specific. But the good that they brought with that kind of was completely like cast aside when I saw the next category that you can sort by and list and it's body type. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a certain way about this that I'm pretty sure everyone listening will feel or might feel similarly but it's just very weird to see body type that you select and put on your profile and that you can filter by and the body categories that they give are slim average athletic and a little heavy that's literally what it says a little heavy so athletic is between average and heavy i i don't even understand yeah like i don't understand the point of having a body type category in the first place i think that's uh, that mm, just gives you like yeah. a really Might creepy well put, like, vibes. Your bmi or something yeah <laughs> exactly and like what's the i mean i understand like oh people like certain physical whatever you can make that argument but like isn't that the point of photos then like why is there an actual yeah. filter and then to have that filter have such gross labels a little heavy i don't mm. know i i was just so mm-hmm. like turned off by seeing that and so the rest of it was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I like this. The only other feature that I found interesting for um, like filtering, I guess, was also they had very specific like income um, languages if you smoke. And they also had age arrived, which when I first mm-hmm. read that, it took me a second to figure mm-hmm. that out. But I figured out it's like age you arrived in America. No. <laughs> so like fresh off the boats or whatever and it, they have every from zero to 75 years old so you can select anywhere mm. in between that um wait for age arrived or for in general age arrives so oh. i guess past 75 you can't come to america <laughs> i guess not <laughs> so and and when i was swiping through people i did see that people had used that to say like oh they like recently arrived or they've been here for a while um, so people actually used it and they actually used body type too. I don't even know mm. if you could leave it blank or not, but I think most people just put average because like who's gonna want to say like I'm a little heavy, a little so heavy. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I used it for a little bit and I was seeing the same people, so I was kind of not that interested in it. And like like I said before, the aesthetic is just so you guys can see it's like so overwhelming. <laughs> Like flashing graphics. It yeah, looks like, like it was designed like it's an ad in that scrolls the 2000s. Hmm? Yeah. It looks it's like just, it was designed in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. It was like a flash game it's, or something. It's yeah. overwhelming. It's it's not clean at all. So I would have to give it a zero for aesthetics. 
Um, in terms of like potential for long-term relationships and quality of the matches, I didn't match with anyone. That was kind of my going, like doing this experiment. I'm in a relationship, so I, I, I wasn't going to ever match with anyone or message anyone. So I, I can't speak to the quality of matches, but potential for long-term relationship, I don't know. Like It's probably on standard or pretty much the same as like Tinder or Bumble, I'd say, like your typical app. There was nothing that said you were looking for a long, like babies or anything. <laughs> but yeah, I'd be interested to hear if you guys were interested in um maybe not this app specifically, but I know we've talked in the past about how like we're looking for specific people who can understand our cultures and things like that. So like does this app or these types of apps appeal to you or I don't know, I'm still like thrown off by how bad this app is, but I don't know if I would try a different one in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm. For the Asian one, I feel like it just plays into like the worst like stereotypes of Asians dating other Asians, like income type. No mm-hmm. other app has this. I think it's like the subtle Asian dating where it's like I'm a doctor, I'm an engineer, like the model mm-hmm. minority thing. Yeah. And going back to the body types, okay, we did a study on it in our lab, and the study was on how Asian Americans think that they don't suffer from eating pathology or things like that because uh they're the model minority they're still like oh we're fine no matter what and -hmm. just having that is also another like ill standard to be having in terms of desirability Mm -hmm. yes wait linda i'm surprised coffee meets bagel didn't have an income uh filter or feature because that was the one that if any app were to have one i would think it that one because it's so like job oriented but you're right it's weird uh, to see it on mm. this app mm-hmm. yeah I didn't see one or I mean I didn't look at that many so maybe I don't know mm-hmm. yeah yeah. maybe if they re- like redid the whole concept of an Asian dating app then I would try it out but <laughs> like based off of what East Moose East already is like I don't think I think it's the lost cause I don't think I would use it. I I wish we had, like, done a little bit more, uh, I don't know, background research into these apps. Because I don't know when it was made Mm -hmm. or even if Asians, I'm assuming Asian Americans made it. But, like, who knows? It could have been, like, a white guy, like, coding this up. Okay, but I know a lot of Asian YouTubers, well, specifically Wong Fu, have been plugging East Meast Eats. And... Like for them to be supporting this app, I'm just like, uh, it's kind of it's was it like, like a paid a, sponsorship? Thing. Yeah, is it like a paid yeah? App? It's definitely a paid sponsorship. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they could they could have refused it, even if they had the offer. Mm-hmm. My feeling is that they probably didn't like look too much, or I would hope that they yeah. wouldn't um like sponsor or take sponsorship from this type of app. But maybe they just didn't look into mm-hmm. the features because. I guess on the outside of it, it does seem like could appeal to some people, to some Asians who are looking to find other Asians who are of their same ethnicity or can speak the same language as their parents. So there is some mm-hmm. appeal I see, but like as soon as you open it, it's like I don't see the appeal. Yeah. Do you feel like the appeal is for like recent immigrants though? Because I feel like if you've been here for like six generations, mm. like the chances of you looking specifically for another Asian American. It's kind of like, what's the point, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't 
like I didn't keep track of how many people said like how's how young they were when they had arrived or whatever like I didn't kind of keep track of that but I think that's probably a good point like maybe the ones that are using are the ones who feel most comfortable in like an Asian dominant space and I don't know who want to sort by Mm. those features yeah Mm -hmm. I think also a lot of dating or at least mainstream dating apps nowadays have the like sort by ethnicity feature or filter by ethnicity feature so even if you're not on a Asian specific dating app it's easy to get the same kind of result with a mainstream mm-hmm. app mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's true okay I guess do you have any last comments for East Moose East no let's move on <laughs> let's raise okay. oh I didn't give the, the rating I would I, yeah. I don't know I've just guesstimated and say it's probably like the only thing I liked about it was the fact that you could specify your ethnicity so specifically. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like five out of twenty. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> guessing. That's kind of generous. Yeah, yeah. We can move <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> okay, I guess the next one that I want to share is Facebook dating, which is inside of the Facebook app. So. Um, yeah, I'll go through the profile making process because this is kind of interesting too. Um, so it was like the standard profile for most of it. But one thing I wanted to point out is that, like Ming said, um, similar to East Meets East, it has a lot of different um, subcategories for what language you speak. Hmm. And like it does, it even has Cantonese <laughs> and then it breaks down Mandarin to mainland China or Taiwan. So that was interesting. And they have like all different types of languages besides that too, of course. And then um, it also has similar to Hinge, it has a prompt section where you do, um, you can choose a prompt and then type your answer to that prompt. But it's not required, unlike Hinge. So you can choose to add it or not. So I guess your profile can be as full of information as you want it to be, or you can just leave it pretty empty. Mm. which is what I did mm-hmm. um, and then okay one thing about Facebook dating that maybe because it's linked to Facebook but I did not like that you cannot change your dating location so it uses your actual location as a dating location so mm. I couldn't travel to Canada unfortunately <laughs> um, but the interface is pretty similar to like a tinder hinge format where it's like x or like so you just swipe through people um and yeah nothing really special about like the aesthetics at least in my opinion but okay so the first day that I made the Facebook dating profile I think because when you set up your profile you don't also set up your filters so I just never went back and like went through my settings and set up filters so after one day on Facebook dating The next day I checked it and I had like 30 plus matches and I couldn't even get through all of them. So it was just like, and it was a bunch of people in their 30s. So I had to like click X on all of them and I still couldn't get through all of them. So I was bombarded. But after that, I paused my profile and then it calmed down for a bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was interesting. And then I tried filtering by the language. So I did, I think I did the Chinese languages, so Cantonese and Mandarin. And then I got these matches from these swabs and they, <laughs> they messaged me in Chinese and I didn't know what to say back, so I just left them at red. <laughs> so that was my experience with Facebook dating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On to the rubric. 
Um, okay, so I guess for aesthetics, I'll give it like a three. It's like nothing special, but it's not bad either. Mm-hmm. Usability. Um, I think also I'll give it a four. Like I actually, yeah, I'll give it a four. I think it was okay, but I don't really like the fact that it's connected to Facebook. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, well, Facebook, first of all, I feel like Facebook has so much of my personal information on it. And then even though I can choose not to share my Facebook profile into my my dating profile, it, I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like they can find it somehow because it's connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm also like wary of Facebook because every time like I play a game or whatever, and then they want to connect to Facebook and they're like, oh, we're not going to make any posts on your profile. Sometimes they still post on my timeline. So like <laughs> somehow Facebook just ends up in everything. So I don't, I don't like how it's connected, but I guess the whole thing is called Facebook dating for a reason. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you, Sally. Like, um, is there an ability? Cause you know, you have your Facebook profile with your like set name mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. when you make this profile, does it, try to like automatically just transfer that information like could you change your name I guess if you yeah, wanted to actually I forgot to mention that you could change well not change your name but you could put a nickname that you want people to see you as okay on the mm-hmm. profile so you don't have to and you don't have to include your last name and stuff like that but mm-hmm. um oh another thing is that they use your Facebook age so in my Facebook, I'm 24. So I'm 24. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> I'm like, dang, so Was this you trying to get a Facebook when you were younger or something? Yeah. <laughs> because I tried to make a Facebook when I was younger and I put my real age and they were like, you're too young for yeah. it. So then I had to delete that and use a burner email to make a new account. <laughs> it was the whole thing. Um, okay, moving on to quality of matches. So I think that would be like average for any dating app like I didn't see anything special but I think unlike the other more obscure dating apps I think this one had a good amount of users at least in my area so Mm. you have a good pool of people to go through and it wasn't all people that I knew like when I was using hinge I saw a lot of people that I knew from college because a lot of people are still in the area but Mm. on Facebook dating a lot of actually most of the people are people I didn't know but if you do have a mutual connection they'll tell you and they'll oh. tell you who the mutual connection is. So that's an I interesting Wait, feature. I like that. Yeah. Really? Linda, you don't? Mm-hmm. I guess not. I guess then there's they're like credibility. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I mean, like they're verification. Not, mm, oh, I don't, I don't know. I think I like that feature. Yeah. Because then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you already know who you could like yeah. really you quickly message and person. ask them about them. Or yeah. like. It, it's like a topic of conversation if you needed to bring it up. Like, oh, right. I see that we have this mutual friend. I'd prefer that actually because I feel mm-hmm. like way more comfortable knowing yeah. that that person knows someone I know. You know? <laughs> yeah. Wait, so Makes does sense. everyone just have like a dormant Facebook dating account in their Facebook profile? No, just like we waiting to, to set it up. Uh, <laughs> no, activated. No. <laughs> yeah. But it is and in it, the same app, right? Yeah, it's in the same app. That's it's interesting. The page where all your settings are. It's kind of hidden in the Facebook app, but once you set up your profile and start using it more, they'll add a new tab to your bottom oh. row of tabs in Facebook. So, yeah. And then the next one. Okay, so potential for long-term relationships. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe it's a little bit higher since there's possibility that you have like a mutual friend and then it might be an actual person that you're talking to, like a more real connection. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, but mm-hmm. other than that, I don't think it's 
much different from like Hinge, Tinder, etc. Um, I don't remember whether they had a specific filter. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think most people put down whether they're looking. Oh, there is a okay. You can't put down whether you're looking for a casual, long term, or whatever. Hmm. But I don't think there's a filter for that. At least I didn't put it on if there is. So okay, total I'll give it. I'll give it sixteen points. Oh, okay. out of twenty. Wait, is I that our highest? That's high. Is that our highest? Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's not bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gives you a pretty good variety of people. Yeah, I will have to say that Facebook dating was the most intriguing one to me on this list because basically everyone. Okay, my mom doesn't because she's scared of Facebook, but basically everyone I know <laughs> has a Facebook profile or like knows of Facebook, so it's like not mm-hmm. completely like random and. The idea that they're expanding into dating, like someone at Facebook was like, you know what we need to make? We need to make a Facebook dating like Mm -hmm. feature. Like (laughs) it kind of makes sense in the way that they're, you know, everyone on Instagram is talking about how they're like commercializing Instagram and making it into more of like a shopping app. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know, they're just like doing these random like different branches to spread their brand. I guess inevitably or eventually (laughs) they were going to have a dating (laughs) feature, but it's so I don't know. It's interesting to me because in college, I think especially it's like if I saw someone in a class and I knew their name, but nothing else about them, I would go to Facebook or Instagram to like kind of do some little digging. So like now Mm -hmm. they've just made it like 10 times easier to like use their apps to find someone. (laughs) I don't know. I guess I have mixed feelings too, because what you said, Sally, about like Facebook being everywhere now or knowing everything about you, that is not that great, but I don't know. It's it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is like easy access probably because you don't mm-hmm. need to download another app. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing I liked. But yeah, it, it's a double-edged sword, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's too easy access. And sometimes, so Sally, um, do you think like, well, I don't know if I should assume that you're going to stop using it, but if you were to stop using Facebook dating after this episode, like, does it just? Do you just close it and it kind of just disappears? Or like, um, do you think you'll still see remnants of I think, people <laughs> on Facebook? I think you can remove your profile or oh. at least pause it. Mm-hmm. Like I paused my profile, but I think you can remove it entirely. I'm not sure. I'll let you know if I do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're not just floating around in the Facebook dating for internet. Like would I get confused between, <laughs> oh, am I like looking at someone's dating profile or like their actual Oh no no no. Profile. It's a whole separate category. Like you're not gonna see mm-hmm. it in your Oh like marketplace? Pay. Marketplace. It's not <laughs> You see someone like float up and they're like, for no. sure. <laughs> it's its own thing. Like you're not gonna see are you gonna see do you see marketplace things in your normal dashboard? It's like another tab. Like it's not yeah. in like, yeah, your okay. main thing. So you it's like another there. tab. Mm-hmm. It's compartmentalized within oh. Facebook. So even if you look up people that you're interested in your classes on Facebook, you're, that doesn't mean you're going to see them on Facebook dating. That would be <laughs> smart of them, though, if like they the algorithm saw that you were like looking them up. Looking and then up. <laughs> in the dating profile, they like offer you their profile. That's you just so sell the idea to Facebook. Yeah, I should work. That's like customized matching. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so do you talk um, to them in Messenger? Oh, sorry. No, keep going. No, there's a there's their own messaging system within Facebook well, dating. Good. Yeah. Mm. So it is basically like its own app, just like mm-hmm. not in a separate app. 
Yeah, it's just nestled within Facebook. <laughs> but it is separate. Okay, nestled. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that that's a little better. Um, I guess that was our more like unique apps or ones that we had never tried before and wanted to give it a go. But for these last two, it's more like we already have used them or we already know about them. So we can go a little bit faster through them. But um, the second app that I had was Hinge. And I don't know, I think um, in college, most of us used, I think we started out with Tinder, of course, the classic, and then Bumble. Um, and then now after college, I think we've all tried out uh, Hinge. And it seems like a lot of my friends are trying Hinge too, because it's seen as more of like a a better version of Tinder or like a more like more legitimate version. Yeah, responsible, <laughs> not as like hookup type energy coming from Hinge. Um, and it, I don't know, I I kind of enjoyed it, <laughs> which, yeah, I, I, I thought that the user interface and the design of it was just so clean and simple and like very straight to the point, unlike East, East like there was nothing like flashing <laughs> at me and... I liked the prompts. I think that for an app, it did a really good job of like replicating kind of like a conversation. Like it was easy to, if I wanted to, I guess, start a conversation or like you kind of get a sense of someone's personality based on how they answer the prompts. So mm -hmm. I liked that insight a lot more than just like swiping through photos. Um, similarly, similarly, they had like the filtering options, I guess, that were specific, but Okay, I guess one thing that kind of annoys me about Hinge is that you have to pay to like really specify certain things like mm -hmm. um, religion, politics and everything like that. I don't think you can filter that without like paying for it. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't have much to say about it because I feel like it's not that new. But I feel like if I was single, I would probably use Hinge. It's very straightforward. Very nice to look at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So rating? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the the aesthetics of it, for my personal taste, I just really like the aesthetics. It's just like black and white, very clean. The profile stands out. So I'd probably get a bit of five out of five, honestly, for aesthetics, mm -hmm. usability and features, probably like four, you know, quality of matches. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess as more people like switch over from Tinder to like Hinge, I don't know if that changes the quality, you could say, but I don't know. It's like average. so. I guess in total, I would probably rank it not as high as 18, but probably like 16, 17, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. I think one thing I noticed from Hinge is that there, I mean, it's kind of a spectrum, but mostly on the two ends, you have people that don't put any effort into the profile. Mm -hmm. Like everything's just like the minimum effort possible. And then there's people that put so much effort in, but it's like way too serious. Like they put out a whole rant on what they're looking for in a relationship and no one has time mm -hmm. to read all of that. So then I'm like, I don't like either ends of the spectrum. And then I'm just searching for the people in the middle that are like funny, mm -hmm. but also like their profile gives a, a sense of their personality at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you have to be good at making a profile for Hinge. Yeah. Wait, Sally, for the other end of the spectrum where you're saying like they put too much, is it really mm. just because it takes too long to read or is it like because they're putting mm -hmm. so much in it, you're like mm. turned off by that? Well, both, I think. Okay. But also like if people are do doing it way too seriously, I'm turned off. Mm. Like people that put in ex specifically what kind of person they're looking for and like be like, I want someone who doesn't play games and blah, blah, <laughs> blah. 
<laughs> I don't know. I just I don't like that mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That was like yeah. hinge because there's so many ways you can like curate it and customize it. Mm-hmm. I guess you can see who puts in a lot of effort or who doesn't put in any effort at all. That's why I find it fun. I thought it was almost like similar to setting up like a Facebook page or an Instagram page where you get to decide how you're portrayed. And I I know a lot of people have like concerns about that or people don't like how you can like pick and choose how you appear. But Mm -hmm. honestly, that's just how social media works. And I kind of like having that ability in dating apps. So that's my piece. Yeah. Okay. Shall we move on to the last one? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if we have much to say about this one. (laughs) Um. Okay, so I had Bumble back in college like four years ago. So it has really developed since then. There's like all these other options. Like you can have your Zodiac sign there. There's like, oh, wow. uh, If you have pets, if you have dogs, what you're looking for, your religion, your like love language, which I thought was unique. That's Um, cute. Yeah, there's like a lot. And it's like cutely positioned because they're like little icons. (laughs) Um, So it's not like... Oh my god, like coffee meets bagel, where it's like a bulleted list kind of. Um, mm. but yeah, it's like cute and round, so <laughs> it looks pretty nice. And honestly, it's just like I don't know if there's much to say. It's just like Tinder, but like yellow instead of red color. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the thing is like you have to message first. But okay, I use mm-hmm. this in a friendly today to get ready for this episode. So I think usually I would struggle with messaging first. Um, or like if you're with, uh, another woman, like they might message first, but yeah. And then there's like the time limit too. I think it's like one day, um, where you have to like reply if to you don't answer order. within one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're like gone. You can bring them back. I oh. think there's like a new feature bring where you like swipe left <laughs> on something. You can like hit like undo and then they'll come back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, a Bumble has upgraded like. I love the idea that you can put your love language. Even That's if like so cute. I love that. everyone has like multiple, it's still cute that like you can put thought into it and kind of try to match based on that. Open up conversations based on that's really cute. Wow. <laughs> but you're so excited. <laughs> okay, I'm not excited by it. I just think like I don't the know. The way it's like engineered is like interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how people are like thinking about how do we like match people up, you know, <laughs> like how do we mm-hmm. put people together, but through technology? And I don't know. I also think thinking about dating apps, like it, it brings me back to like college when everything was like so exploratory. Like we were just so curious about people and about new experiences and different things. Like, yeah, that's what I think about when I think of like apps, not necessarily like obviously now I don't use them. and. I guess I feel more jaded about the whole like dating apps and filtering by body type and all that, but it does it does remind me and gives me a n- nice nostalgic feel of like because of dating apps. I guess a positive is that you could potentially meet someone that you wouldn't have never met before, and I think that's pretty mm-hmm. powerful. I guess because of the people that in my life who like I have those relationships with, like I would have never met them before not through an app but like I just find it very significant like 
especially um, some of my orientation friends, like I would have never met them except through orientation. So I really value those uh, relationships. And I guess I kind of view like the apps in a similar way. Like if I were to meet someone I never would have met before, but through an app, like I find that very kind of valuable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I guess to like add on to the pros that you mentioned, it's like giving someone consent to look at you in like Mm -hmm. a pursuing way because I feel like I'm like objectifying someone if I just like check them out in (laughs) real life even though it's like all internal I'm like oh my god like I'm thinking impure thoughts in public (laughs) or like on the app it's like you know we're here for kind of the same thing it's like you have permission to feel that side of yourself come out but like a con is that I noticed that having talking on a dating app like saturates your conversation too because I had this man a long time ago being like men are bullied on dating apps like it's so much easier for women because they get all these matches and you know men are struggling on apps and that's why we had to pay for the the like premium (laughs) Premium? version oh my gosh why why are you telling me this like they're just like salty about it yeah I wonder if that's true like I wonder if men are the highest like buyers of the premium but does that's... buying premium help them out to get matches because doesn't they it think it helps more features out. for filtering yeah I or i guess know. like on some apps you have the ability i think on like hinge you can like send someone a rose like to show um, that you're really interested in them but if you want more roses like you only get one a day so <laughs> you have to buy them so i guess in some cases that would help you but i don't know yeah, I don't know. I think personally, the rose thing, if someone sends me a rose, I'm not that like, ooh, they sent me a rose. Yeah. I'm not like that. I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sally, would you send someone a rose? No, never. What? I think when I had um, like Tinder or whatever, you could send someone the same thing. I only did that for mm-hmm. like friends to like catch their eye and be like, hey, friend, like we're friends, <laughs> like that sort of mm-hmm. thing. I would, I don't think I'd ever would ever use it for a real person because that's almost being. Like, in a very tech way, it's almost being too vulnerable. Like, you're showing yeah. all your cards and saying that yeah. you find them especially you're like, that attractive. that one rose that you had that one day, yeah. you gave it to this person. <laughs> but, I don't know. I think for me, um, back when we were using Tinder in college, like, kind of as a joke, it was easier for me to message people just as a joke because it was low commitment. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking it was going to lead to something. But now that I started using these apps to kind of try to look for someone mm-hmm. that might may potentially be a partner it's like harder for me to message people because I don't want to sound too weird but then I think too much about what I should say to reply to them <laughs> to sound mm-hmm. like interesting but not weird but also mm-hmm. funny at the same time so like I end up not messaging them because I can't think of a good response so I feel like I don't know I feel like I need a more low pressure or low stakes conversation type thing i don't know i don't know when but you can just like make it <laughs> I don't know what the solution for yourself you yeah, know i guess but also because you get like several matches several conversations that start at the same time i don't know which one to put effort into like i cannot mm. continue all conversations that i have at the same time that's just too much effort but then i have to choose which one i think has the highest potential and then that's also like i don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's what makes apps different from like just straight out like texting a bunch of people yeah like the difference is that is that when you're on an app you're 
or at least me, I'm conscious that there's other people that they could be talking to or like mm-hmm. they have other options like right there in the app. And so I think that's what makes it different from like talking to people on apps and there's more pressure there than just like, oh, I'm texting this person who may be texting other people, but I have no idea. You're like, you don't know. But yeah. there is that number pressure, I guess, for apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like, putting on the search is, like, a disconnect from, like, the idea of of love, I guess. Because I feel like originally I was like, oh, when you fall in love, you can't control it. And, like, if you look for it, you have to, like, convince yourself mm-hmm. to yeah. that it's there. And you end up in a relationship because, like, you feel this already. So that's, like, the next step after feeling. But, like, for dating, mm-hmm. it's like, where is it going to, like, come from? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, so I went on that date, that one date last Mm -hmm. year in the fall. And I just went in it because I didn't know. I wanted to see what was going to happen. But like I knew going into it, I wasn't really into this guy. Like based on his profile, he was just like, okay. I was just like, okay, I'll just go on it and see what happens. But then on the date, like he was really nice and all, but like I had no romantic feeling. So I feel like I just lost I don't know. Maybe it's just like the stage that I'm at right now, but I like haven't felt anything romantic in the past, in the recent past. Mm. So maybe you just have to be in like a state of mind or also you just have to find like the right person. I feel like also doing like a numbers game, you just get numb to meeting people and Mm -hmm. feeling anything. Right. I remember when uh, you were talking about how we both listened, I guess, to an episode of a podcast that was like talking to a dating expert and they were talking about how you should treat dating apps like a numbers game Mm -hmm. and like just sit down and put five minutes into it and I think it's like that is like such a turnoff to dating apps to me actually because it's like I guess that's true like based on the numbers you are more likely to find someone if you spend a certain amount of time on it every day but it's also turning it into um the apps itself take it away from being romantic and like Mm -hmm. oh you like spontaneously meet this person like already you don't have that because you're looking on the apps but now like when you put it into like a schedule and like a set routine it's almost yeah taking any chance of like being kind of cute away Mm, yeah it's like when I pick up the weeds every day on my island in Animal Crossing and I pick up the (laughs) sticks every day and then I clean up my matches every day on on (laughs) wait you're saying that's a negative right i'm saying it's, it's just like, like a chore a, a chore oh, my oh yeah yeah i mean maybe it's just our personality types because i know some people like find that really not soothing but it's just like they like the comfort of just swiping through mm-hmm. and they don't find it too mm-hmm. pressuring and one of my coworkers, she told us the other day that she met her fiance on a dating app and she was like super embarrassed about it and like, oh, yeah, we mm-hmm. met in like a super not traditional way. But then when she mm-hmm. told us, everyone was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's I guess normal. Expected. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'd be wild if you actually like apps are at the point where like it's believable that like you could find someone and people do use them all the time. But it's also like I don't personally know anyone except for her, I guess, that have been married or found mm-hmm. like a long, long term partner from the apps. So it's like in that in-between stage of like I believe it but also like yeah. are we just wasting our time mm. I mean we're in a pandemic too that's another thing mm-hmm. yeah you think that because the pandemic is going to be more of a thing to do da- online dating probably yeah. more than it already is I guess 
Yeah, you would think so, right? Like yeah. it's expected that you had to meet people online. But then also because we're in a pandemic, we can't get off of online dating. Like there's no mm-hmm. further progression mm-hmm. past the online part. Unless you really want to meet up in person and get COVID. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or it's like, because you're already on screen for like work and for friends, now you're just looking at another screen to find like mm. a romantic partner. It's just too many screens. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this was an interesting experiment, I guess. It, it was definitely not like high IRB standards or whatever. <laughs> but um, I guess I went into this episode or this experiment thinking of it as just a a way to look at the different options there are because there are so many different options now. And if your odds are probably different on each app and your experiences are on different on each apps because of the people that you're interacting with but I see them almost as like kind of like how we talk about different orgs like on campus how you have different experiences depending on which one you go to and the people you interact with and I guess the same could be said of of these apps so I don't know if it was that helpful for anyone out there but it was a nice interesting conversation (laughs) Now that we went over all these different types of dating apps, some of them were more obscure and some of them were already in the public consciousness. What are some advice or tips you would give to people who are also on dating apps? I think for me, it would be like to set healthy boundaries for yourself. Like if it ends up feeling like a chore and then you don't like feel motivation to do it, then you can always come back to it. You know, it's an app. So there's the convenience and you can free yourself from, I guess, the pressure to keep up, especially with the apps that are like, you have to do this every day. You don't have to do it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always going to be people like for better or worse. And just to, uh, I guess, reiterate some, I guess, grounding and some framing around dating apps. Um, we hope this was like a fun and lighthearted episode to listen to. We know that talking about finding love, finding partnership, and romantic feelings are can be very disconnected from dating apps and doing this rating system in general, which honestly makes me kind of like, it's like rating people, like, are you a 10, that kind of thing. So there's that connection, which you can look at it as like, it's fun to do, and it can help take your mind off of things. But we don't want to also trivialize the matter of trying to find a relationship or trying to find love or even finding that with yourself and with other people. Um, So, yeah. What are some of your tips or guidance for people also interested in dating apps? Mm, I think my tip is a little bit similar to Linda's, but I think I would say not to put all your eggs into one basket. Um, both in terms of people, in terms of apps, like try out different things if one thing is not working for you. And if people don't reply to you, like it's fine. Like, I I mean, I think ghosting goes both ways. And some people just might get busy or they not, might lose interest in looking for like a potential match. So like there are a million reasons why they could ghost you that's not like something personal. It's, be, it's not because of you. So just don't take anything too personally that happens on the apps. But um, yeah, just hopefully look for someone who's similarly minded 
in their seriousness on the apps. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, I guess a similar thought amongst all three of us is to like not treat it as the end all be all. Is to, in my mind, apps are like an accessory to your daily life. So, especially now in a pandemic when you can't go out, maybe they're more fun because you do get to meet different people while you're at home. But in general, it should be treated more as just like a side thing that you do in your everyday life and an opportunity to be, expand beyond your physical location. So if you just, uh, I guess if you perceive it in that way, where it's like an added on kind of tool to help you meet people, you can think of it that way. If you liked our review of all the dating apps in this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod. And make sure to check out our Medium blog for all the bonus content. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.